Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the final episode of Alan Quarterman for the 80s. Yes. You can say the final episode. No, it's not. The 80s. So much the more 80s. to cover. Oh, there's so, so much more. Hopefully, but, eventually, why we like him. Because so far, it's not I any of know. that. So we're picking up in 1987, finishing out the 80s. And we read the General Hospital fandom blurb last week for, there was like two sentences that talked about 87 through 89. But in 1987, we start off the year at on New Year's Eve. Good place to start the year. <laughs> Alan, Monica, Tiffany, Frisco, Felicia, Bobby, Jake, Tony, Tanya, Yank, and Jade spend the night at Duke's Club. Alan and Monica suspect that Edward is scheming to get them back together. And Monica confides in Lila her belief that Edward is trying to get her and Alan back together so they can get back 40% of the family fortune. To get back at Edward meddling in the relationship, Alan and Monica play a joke on him. I could not find. So I saw where Edward set up a nice evening for them. And, and I think, oh, I couldn't find the joke part, but so Edward has set up, he had overheard them. Monica came into the den. Well, first Edward was starting to come in the den and it looked like Alan was sleeping in the couch or on the chair. And then Monica, he, so he walked away and then Monica came in and Alan was awake. And so they started talking and like he gave her a back rub or something and they were just kind of being cordial to each other. Okay. And so I guess they stepped out of the room for a minute. And then when they came back, Edward had set up like champagne and some food Ooh. and everything. And Alan's like, okay, will you eat with me? She's like, no. And he's like, okay, here's the deal. Why don't we just both go get changed? You know, get out of our suits, get out of our work clothes. They both come back in their robes. And I mean, she has like a pink frilly robe. Oh my. So she's, she's a little fancy. And things progress as they would. So I don't know if that's what they're talking about with Edward is trying to coax them. Because I didn't feel like it was only Edward at play there. Right. If you're getting it was, into your robe. Yeah. And having conversations. But I couldn't find that they were playing a joke on him. Yeah. And then in February, Alan's upset with Monica for not fulfilling her duties as a mother. So we briefly... Okay. That... Well, that's a loaded sentence. It is. So I watched some episodes of this. Monica was, oh, cool. I have it further down. Okay. There was this teenager named Rosa who was an orphanage from Honduras. Okay. It was in the hospital. She was really, really sick. She wasn't like responding to treatments. Monica had to fight to get her some kind of a surgery or some kind of a procedure done. Yeah. And Steve wouldn't approve it without having the authorization or something. Monica's bawling her eyes out because she's like, if she doesn't have this, she is going to die. Alan has her back and 
pretty much is like, this is a ask for forgiveness situation, not permission. Right. Like go save the girl's life. Buzz Stryker was in it. Oh, does not look like a Buzz Lightyear and, or Buzz Lightyear's dad. <laughs> and it was, it was just really interesting. But then Monica was almost getting, she was crossing the line mm. with doctor patient. Yeah. Not inappropriate, but like she was buying her gifts. She was paying extra attention to her. And Alan was saying, you're taking away from your sons. And he's like, you can't be her mother. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I understand, you know, when Gail left you, when you were a child, you know, you felt abandoned and you don't want Rosa to feel that way. He's like, but you're doing that to your sons. So I okay. feel like this is, it was an argument. They absolutely did argue it. However, I can see Alan's side to it where he's like, right. You're going to hurt yourself too. It, it definitely wasn't just, I don't care about this girl. It's, I care about what it's doing to you and your mental health and you're not giving anything at home to your own sons because you're giving it all to this girl. And I mean, that is a horrible situation. You know, she's an orphan and everything, but right. I, I don't like that line. Okay. Because I feel like that really right. doesn't do it no, justice. It makes, you know, it, that makes way more sense the way that you yeah. said it. Cause I was like, Oh, Alan's asking to get hurt there. Exactly. And I don't think that she deserves to have it be written like that. You know, cause she's like, but I love my boys. And he's like, I'm not saying you don't. He's like, I'm just saying you're crossing a dangerous line right yeah. now. And then over the next few months, Alan really didn't seem to have like a main storyline, but we saw him and Monica involved in Quartermain Family Matters. Uh, Edward had a stay in the hospital. And then I said some woman named Rosa had a stay at the Quartermains. So I didn't find that part. And then, you know, fighting about EOQ, all that fun stuff. What's new there? I know. <laughs> in May, Alan is held hostage with Walt and Amy in the cafeteria at General Hospital by Roger Barrett, a DVX agent. And I couldn't find out if he had any relation to Brenda. That would be fun. I know. And then in June, Monica tells Sean that the hostage situation reminded her how much she, how much Alan means to her. So I couldn't find any of this. It's funny because like the videos that you see of Alan and Monica 85 through 89, I think, or 85 through 87, something like that. Skips over like all this. I'm not sure. I'm that, like, I want to see the hostage situation. I'm not sure that a hostage situation is what you should need to realize that you love your husband. Well, oh, Alan, you are held hostage. I love you. Right. And then later in June, Monica goes around, goes another, goes one. another round with Alan and Edward on the buying the Biskin Island issue. And that was, I guess she wanted to set up like a clinic or something like that. And there was this woman. Oh, who was it? Greta? Greta and Ingstrom or something like that. She was pleading, like, give us the money, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And, or I, I have access to the money, but I won't have access to it because it's in a trust. So it'll take, you know, X, Y, Z. Can you give me a loan? And Edward's like, you really can't do that kind of a loan with a business. And I don't know. It was all, mm -hmm. I was barely, I was listening to it. But then Alan said that he would give Monica a million dollars to do it. And then this had something to do with Rosa. And I just said that it seems like a storyline that we should really dig into sometime because I even said the only thing Alan seemed to be involved with with Rosa was being against whatever was going on. But now having just watched like a couple of the episodes, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. You yeah. Know? So I don't feel like he was necessarily being selfish. No. I think he no. was, you got to watch your medical license. You got to watch this, that, and the other thing. So. See, you're like, I'm going to justify it. We like Alan for a reason. See, he was being that. He was actually being very, there was one point before, like before all this or in all this where he told Monica, like he was turning over a new leaf and all that stuff. So, okay, yeah, it was when she had, he had her back for doing the surgery. Okay. So he's starting to come through. All right. All the, right. The Alan we love is starting to show. All right. Alan learns that Sean and Monica were in the same hotel in the Biskin. I'm not sure how we're supposed to pronounce it. I don't know we'll either. Say it, however we do. Alan tells Tiffany his suspicion about Sean and Monica. He is out to destroy Sean. Tiffany wants to give Sean one more chance. Of course she does. A drunk Tiffany shows up at GH telling Alan that she is now ready to team up with him to get Sean. Alan wants Tiffany to snoop around. HTI is the company that Sean wanted Monica to invest in. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know what HTI Okay. I was going to say, am I supposed to know but what the now, is? Now piecing this together though, I want to say that the H might stand for Honduras. Okay. I don't know what the TI stands for. And I could be totally wrong on the whole thing. Okay. 
Monica <laughs> interrupts Alan trying to call immigration on Juan. Dan wants Alan to go to New York Hold City. Another name. That- uh-huh, okay. I was waiting for you to yell. <laughs> okay. Dan wants Alan to go to New York City on hospital business. Monica tries to get Alan not to call immigration on Juan. When Monica refuses to tell Alan the whole truth about what happened on the island, he tells her she's given him no choice. Sean gives Wolfgang mm-hmm. his power of attorney so he can handle all HDI business. Alan sees Monica go to Sean for help with Juan. Sean agrees to work his contacts at immigration and get Juan legal papers. I want to know who this Juan guy is. Tiffany learns that Wolfgang is a fraud and hears him talk about a bank account in Switzerland. She gets his account number and code name. Tiffany tells Alan about Wolfgang being a fraud and the bank account, and they plot to raid Wolfgang's Swiss bank account. I want a Swiss bank account. That sounds so exciting. (laughs) Okay, let's get one. All right. Does it come with pretty blue papers like the divorce papers? And apparently you get to make a code. I, I want a secret code Switzerland account. Okay, now I know I'm getting it for your birthday. All right, and I have like $1 in it, but like, I have to check on my Swiss bank account. <laughs> <laughs> and over the next few months, the storyline just goes over how Alan, Tiffany, and Edward embezzle money, and Monica figures it out. They have meetings about ELQ to keep HGI, and there seems to be a lot of double crossing, which I'm sure is a wonderful storyline. And I really couldn't get a good feel for what the storyline was going on but it sounded like it'd be fun to watch like really need these episodes and then during this time monica said that she wanted to make things work with alan that's true she should probably stay away from sean mm-hmm. in november edward and alan have some harsh words for herbert which is lila's cousin and sean herbert seems like a 411 all by himself oh what did you find out about him he's really disrupting the quartermain's lives and causes a lot of headaches until his death shortly after Thanksgiving, Monica isn't so sure that Alan isn't guilty of murder. Alan explains how his fingerprints are on the bottle of Herbert's medicine, but that Herbert is found to be alive. Of course. When does that so this happen? is now second murder that they're not sure which Quartermain did it. And then he winds up being alive anyway. So, And then in December, Alan, Monica, and the boys went on a ski trip. Then in 1998... 1988. Woo! Alan is optimistic that the Quartermains will bounce back from the loss of their fortune. Monica is concerned that Alan could go to jail over some shady dealings. He owes HTI the 12 million that was embezzled and can't pay it back. And then someone named Autumn, who I don't know who that is, left him $50 million. I need an Autumn in my life. I know. Alan met Cheryl, his financial advisor, and he wants her to play the stock market for him. And this was funny to watch because she had to keep making the phone call. And he wants to double the 12 million he owes HTI, but he only has one day to do it. They are in Edward's office watching the stock market and it doesn't look good. The market will be closing soon and Alan has lost all of his money. And at the last second, Cheryl gets back his 12 million and then makes him an additional 12 million. Wow. I know. And Lila and Edward are concerned about Alan. He could go to jail over the missing money from HTI. Monica is at HTI early to get ready for the board meeting. And Tiffany arrives and starts asking a lot of questions. Monica has it in for Alan and wants to see him go to jail. Alan comes in and begs her on his knees not to send him to jail. And one other thing about this, after Cheryl got him the extra $12 million, he took her out to dinner and like Monica... Oh, came in. Yeah. So I don't know where they were in their relationship when that happened, though. In March, Lila seemed to be concerned when she senses that both Alan and Monica are competing for the same job. They're sneaking around the house and the hospital, not wanting to arouse each other's suspicions. Monica and Alan continue to fight for the assistant chief of staff job. Alan pumps Jesse for information on the assistant chief of staff job. And Jesse's not saying a word. In April, Monica is awarded the assistant chief of staff position and Alan schemes to take it away. Hmm. Why can't he just be happy for her? Yep. AJ ran away and Monica and Alan fight over who is to blame for his disappearance because that sounds productive. And he showed up at Kelly's for breakfast and Ruby called Monica. I love Ruby. I mean, he just knew. I just got to go get some pancakes. Exactly. Just need a break. Let's go to Ruby's. Colton talked with AJ and told him how lucky he is to have his parents, even if they are always busy. And Melissa makes sure that AJ gets home safely. In June, Alan is named the new assistant chief. Of but how did that happen? We don't know. <laughs> and in July, Audrey resigns after an altercation with Alan in the hospital is in an uproar. And that's Audrey Hardy, Elizabeth's Graham. 
Yeah. What's Graham gotten? I don't know. Mm -hmm. In August, Lucy cozies up to Alan. Monica and Tony walk into Alan's office and find them in each other's arms. Oh, Lucy. That's just so bad. In September, Alan talks to Tony about the divorce. Monica goes to the spa for two weeks. And while at the spa, Monica meets a man about half her age. She really does just love going to the spa and finding these men. And then for the rest of the year, Alan is just a side note to other storylines. So now we're in 1989. So in January, Alan confronts Monica about the receipts from her and Ned snowed in at the motel. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ned Ashton, now Ned Quartermain, was the man half her age at the spa. She's flattered that he cares, but tells him that there is nothing going on. Alan is very suspicious. Monica tells Ned that Alan is very suspicious. They have to convince him that nothing is going on between them. She suggests Ned go out on a date and she will arrange for Alan to see him. Monica convinces Alan to go to Duke's. Alan apologizes to her for his jealousy and Alan and Monica wind up in bed. They are interrupted by a call from Ned asking, hey, how did he do with the plan to make Alan not jealous? And Monica lies to Alan and claims an emergency at GH. Okay, so when... All this time that people have said that she had an affair with Ned. I thought it was like a weekend fling. I didn't realize it continued. We talked on. about this during the Levas. I know, but not, not like sneaky like that. And then Alan confronts Monica about lying. She tells him that she went for a drive after checking into the hospital and he seems to believe her. Ned tells Monica that Don canceled their date and Monica warns him about Alan's je jealousy. Alan sees Tom about his anger issues and tells him his suspicions of Ned and Monica's affair. I watched part of this. He pretty much legit said, I'm afraid I'll kill them. Wow. I mean, after what he did with Rick. Wow. Yeah. In February, Lucy meets with Alan and tells him of her money woes. Alan agrees to fund Lucy's position at GH with the daycare center, but doesn't want Monica to know about it. Because hiding money from your spouse is always a good idea. Mm -hmm. Alan joins Lucy for lunch. Lucy learns that Alan has been paying her salary and suggests that it may have been him that gave her the bracelet. Monica returns from being away and has to explain to Alan where she has been. Alan and Lucy have dinner and she learns he did not send her the bracelet. Nope. At the hospital, Alan accuses Monica of having an affair, then proceeds to ask Lucy out to lunch right in front of Monica. Later, Monica tends to a drunk Ned in the gatehouse and Alan sees. At GH, Alan angry confronts Monica about kissing Ned at, and Dawn overhears. Alan confronts Tracy about Ned and Monica having an affair and they fight. She did not know about it and he's like, I know that you're seeking, seeking your son on my wife. Knock it off. And she's like, what are you talking about? Because that's it just was, gross. I'm sure Tracy's like, because that's just gross. My she, son's happy. But she kind of threw in his face. She's like, listen, Monica's the one that's not really the most faithful one here. So it, it's not that difficult for her to right. potentially take on an extra lover. You said it wrong. Lava. Thank you. <laughs> and it was just, it was really interesting to watch Alan and Tracy having this conversation because He's really trying to call her out. And in all fairness, Tracy's history. Yeah, she could have totally been up to something. So it's even better that she wasn't and had no idea. Um, Alan meets with Tom Hardy. He confides that he wants to kill Monica. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's okay. It's even better when you've like watched it and know about it. And he needs help. I'm, I'm glad that you specified that he needed help like therapy because that sentence, the way it kind of says, like, <laughs> hey, I want to kill somebody. Do you think you could like give me some drugs or oh, something? No, that's I need true. some help killing someone. Yes. Oops. 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 <laughs> Later, Tom arrives and counsels a furious <laughs> Alan. Tom recommends Alan confront both Monica and Ned together. An angry Alan confronts Ned and Monica about the kiss. He threatens them and Monica begs Ned to leave it alone. Later, Monica informs Ned that Alan has tried to kill her in the past. I don't know that I'd want to be with someone, like, not that you should be with someone that's married to begin with, but especially if they were like, by the way, my spouse has tried to kill me a few times. I yeah. don't know that I'd say, yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, you're just so irresistible. Yeah. At General Hospital, Monica demands a divorce from Alan and says she will call the police mm -hmm. if he tries anything. This was a really good scene because she also called him out on Lucy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're the one who's asking Lucy out to lunch yep. right in front of me. Yeah. Yep. In April, Alan is rude to Monica and Ned at breakfast. Tracy then comes in and tells Monica she plans on staying in Port Charles indefinitely. Alan tells Monica he thinks Ashton and Tracy are up to no good. And later, Alan overhears Monica take a call from an agent, Kent, from the FBI. 
Tracy overhears Alan speaking to Monica on the phone. He is asking why the FBI needs to speak to her. Monica hangs up. Tracy assumes Monica is having an affair and a big fight ensues. Later, Alan listens at Edward's door as Tracy is telling him about her suspicion of Monica. Alan goes to Lila and reports that Tracy is trying to turn Edward against him. Alan and Tracy argue about Edward's will, because when aren't they arguing about that? Mm-hmm. Alan accuses Tracy of using Ned to get back into Edward's good graces. Edward tells Lila he worries about leaving her alone with Alan and Tracy. She tells him that she can handle them. And heck yeah, she could. Mm-hmm. Alan, Tracy, Ned, and Lila talk about Edward at the mansion. Alan and Tracy try to find out where Edward went on his vacation. Okay. But Ned and Lila won't tell. On the plane, Edward flirts with the flight attendant. He laughs about playing a trick on Tracy and Alan. He changed the will so Tracy and Alan would not receive anything, and he intends on making them squirm for two weeks until he returns and changes the will back. Then in May, Alan came home with Lucy, and Monica's upset because Alan forgot her birthday. Mm. So she was there, and the gardener brought her flowers, and like everyone's wishing her happy birthday. And Jennings, her butler, told Alan, by the way. It's your wife's birthday. Yeah. And then right after she got in bed, he came in with champagne and like a little cake and sang her happy birthday. And did she tell him too little too late or did they accidentally fall into bed? Well, they were already in bed to begin with, but I think so it wound up that she got mad at him because he, he said something about how he needs her to be on his side when it comes to Edward's will. And she's like, of course, that's what this really came down to. She's like, you did forget my birthday. Now you're just trying to like schmooze me. Yeah. And she was, she was mad. So then, but he did, he had a really kind of heartbreaking. He's like, listen, at this point, I always thought that my dad revered me more than Tracy. And he's like, cause Tracy's kind of always been backstabbing ish and he hasn't. And he's like, but he sees me the same as her. So yeah. So it was also kind of like a little bit heartbreaking. Alan then gets a call that some of Edward's luggage has been retrieved from the crash. Oh, yeah. By the way, the plane crashed. And Lila is sitting there and she's like, it's okay. Edward's fine. He'll be home soon. You know, and everyone's like, plane crashed. And she's like, nope, he'll be back. Aw. We say it all the time. We love Lila. So Alan goes to the airport to collect the luggage and he runs into Lucy, who was planning to leave town. Lucy makes up a story and it works for Alan. Alan convinces her to stay in Port Charles and sets her up with a room. Because that's what you, what you should do when you're trying to prove that you're not having an affair with someone. Buy them a hotel room. Absolutely. Yep. Tracy finds out that Alan has set up a court hearing to protest Edward's final will, which leaves everything to Ned. Tracy and Alan argue. Ned does not want Tracy's help. Lila is talking with ghost Edward and Ned meets Terry at Kelly's. Monica wants Alan to leave her out of the hearing. Alan visits Lucy for drinks and sympathy and Lucy works him over. Ned sees Monica and asks if she saw the broadcast about his father giving back the dragon bone. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's what that says. Ned says it's no fun seeing him lose everything. Tracy walks in and says she is destitute because, oh, Edward gave them each like a dollar. Nice. Charlie comes in and wants a word with Ned and Alan. (gasps) I wonder if that's Charlie. Charlie's pub. Oh, that would be cool. Is this Charlie from Charlie's pub? Fill us in. Monica says that Alan is off having a fit somewhere, but he's actually in Lucy's room. Mm. He says how Tracy's son now has all the money, and Lucy swears she will not let Scott, Scott Baldwin take her down with her. Alan comes back to the Quartermains, and so does Ashton. And that's Lord Larry Ashton, Ned's dad. Right. And the Quartermains have another fighting scene. Charles tells them that he is returning Alan and Edward's portion of the investment. Since Ned is Edward's heir, he gets $2 million. Larry is furious, as is Tracy. Ned said he will share the money if they need it. Scott turns up. Scott orders up some steaks and champagne since Alan is footing the bill at Lucy's suite. Mm. So at this point, apparently, according to Lucy, they were only roommates. I'm doing a lot of air quotes right yeah. now. Uh, Scott is drunk, and she wants to know where he is. And then the Quartermains fight some more. We're bookended with fighting right now. Alan walks out on Monica and tells her that she has Ned to take care of her. Alan is drunk, and she wants to know where he is going. Ned and Monica talk about the money making them sick at times, and he tells Monica that she is very special to him. Scott then is trying to seduce Lucy, and she says only if he drops off the Jerome case, only if he drops the Jerome case, because I think this is when Lucy had all the Jerome diamonds. Didn't she have Mm -hmm. diamonds or something to do with it? Okay. Yep. 
Alan shows up and throws Scotty out. Lucy gave, gives Alan a message. Alan shows back up at the quarter mains. Scott comes back to see Lucy and he asks her what her game is with Alan and they fall into bed. You so said, that's Scott and Lucy. Message, it's massage. Massage. Yeah. Lucy gave Alan a massage, <laughs> not a message. Well, I mean, that's one kind of message. I guess that is. But. <laughs> Charlene finds out that Lucy is getting quote, taken care of by Alan, and she is livid. Alan has a board meeting at ELQ. He tells the stockholders that Ned is in no way prepared to run ELQ. Monica and Ned come in. Ned takes over. Alan accuses Monica of being in bed with Ned in more ways than one. Ned assures all the stockholders the business will continue as usual. Alan is livid. Ned offers Alan a challenge. He says they each take $2 million they got from the quest. What quest? I don't know. And they both have to invest it and see how it does better after six months. If Alan wins, he takes over the company and gets everything. If Ned wins, he takes over and they shake on it. That actually seems like a very I fair think it's idea. A very good one. Yes. Alan and Monica return home. Alan says that at least Monica has Loverboy to console her. Alan yells at her and says that he is the only one who can run ELQ. Lila overhears and talks to Edward's picture. Scott goes to see Lucy by bringing her chocolates and tries to seduce her again. And he orders more champagne on loser Alan. (laughs) In June, Alan is on the phone buying stock. Monica comes in. She wants to talk to Alan about their marriage. Alan tells her that he is way too busy with this contest. And Monica asks if the contest is more important than their marriage. Alan accuses Monica of wanting Ned to win so she can gloat for her little boy toy. Monica says she just wants to save their marriage and get it back on track. Amanda comes in and Alan, Amanda comes in and Alan ignores Monica. Alan comes to visit Lucy. Lucy is all jumpy and Alan is upset too by Monica and they comfort each other. Message, massage, something's going on. (laughs) A few days later, Alan needs Monica to sign something. Amy doesn't know where she is. She got a message that she was called out of town. (laughs) Alan freaks. He runs into Ned and asks where Monica is. He says he has no idea. Monica bails Dawn out. She was arrested in a drug bust. Ned comes in and asks Tracy where Monica went last night. Tracy makes a snide remark about never knowing where Monica sleeps. Ooh. But then she suggests it is strange that Ashton left to go out of town too. Ned says that's ridiculous. Tracy catches Alan having a drink. She makes a comment about Monica being missing and wonders if Alan is happy to have his freedom and to do the same. She infers he is having an affair and tells him she doesn't care. Just make sure it isn't another gold digger. Monica returns home. Alan yells at her for not telling anyone where she went. And he says Lila was worried and so was Tracy. I don't think Tracy was really that worried. Lila talks to Alan about Ned. Lila tells Alan about Dawn and how Monica has taken her under her wing. Monica walks in. She wants to talk to Alan. Alan accuses her of having an affair with Ned. She denies it. She says that she gave, she says that she gave up her job assistant chief of chat. I can't talk. She denies it. She says she gave up her job as assistant chief of staff for Alan to make him feel better about himself. I'm not sure that mm. it makes him feel better about himself if you say it that way. Lucy calls Scott. I don't think it was supposed to. <laughs> I know, but yeah, kind of like took it back there to the hundredth degree. Lucy calls Scott from the spa. Everyone's going to the spa. He tells her that he can, wait, he tells her he convicted Victor, Victor? of what? What was that? Remember he was prosecuting the Jeromes? That's Victor Jerome. Oh, okay. Lucy calls Scott from the spa. He tells her that he convicted Victor. He tells Lucy he misses her and it is safe for her to come home. Ned tells Don he never had an affair with Monica. And this is Victor Jerome, not Victor Cassidy. Thank you. Who was referenced, though, in one of the Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Got to keep our Victor straight. <laughs> they really do need to come up with some new names. I know. Alan sees Scott at the bar. He wants to know if his wife and kids know about his generosity towards Lucy. He tells Scott if he ever hurts Lucy, he will have to answer to him. Mm, That's a little crazy there, Alan. Lucy is ready to go back to Port Charles. She asked the spa manager about the tennis pro ward. She said he was fired because he was too familiar with guests. Lucy puts the pieces together and realizes Monica had an affair with Ned. Because that was Ned. Ned was bored. She's excited for this blackmail material. 
Alan comes home and confronts Monica about her affair. She tells him if he spent more time at home, they could work on their marriage. Mm-hmm. <sighs> June 1989. We already know what year it is. So June, Lucy goes back to her room to find Monica there. She asks why her husband has been footing her hotel bill for the last few weeks. Lucy explains to Monica how Alan was just helping her out. Monica says her husband would never help someone out without getting something in return. She told her that he was her only friend in Port Charles, and Monica says Lucy better stay away from Alan or she will tell the hospital daycare center to fire her. Can you picture Lucy working in a daycare? No. Let's also remember Lucy came in as a librarian. Yeah. So we're going to have to do a whole thing on Lucy. It's like a whole new She had the whole sexy librarian there. (laughs) So Lucy tells her people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, but she doesn't reveal she knows about Ned just yet. Alan comes to see Lucy. She tells him Monica came to her and threatened her. Alan is livid. At the Quartermain Mansion, Alan is waiting for Monica, and Tracy mentions how popular she is that day and how Ashton was looking for her. Alan and Monica have a fight over Lucy. Alan asks Monica if she is attending the wedding. At the wedding, Alan and Lucy make eye contact with each other. Lucy and Scott are at the reception. Alan and Monica talk about them. Monica says that Lucy has gone back to Scott's bed, and that's too bad. Alan wasted all his money on her. Alan sees Lucy at the outback as the reception, and Scott tells him to get lost. A few weeks later, Alan walks into the bar talking to a man about buying Wilson Pharmaceutical. Alan sees Lucy sitting alone and asks to join her. Scott shows up and finds Alan with Lucy and tells them what happened with Olivia, not our Olivia. (laughs) getting booked for attempted murder. That's Olivia Jerome. Mm-hmm. Scott accuses Lucy of, fa- of Alan hitting on her. Alan is at the bar drinking. Monica comes in and Alan is feeling sorry for himself. He thinks since Edward cut him out of his will, it made him realize he is just Edward's son. He will never be his own man. Monica is very encouraging to him, but Alan doesn't want her pity. She swears it's not pity and she wants him to come home with her. The Quartermains are having a reception at their house. Monica brings drunk Alan home and puts him to bed. They bond for a few minutes and he tells her that he needs to know if she slept with Ned and he needs to know the truth. She lies and says no. He tells her he loves her. In July, they're acting all lovey-dovey and Ned has a talk with Monica about Alan and her being close again. He is happy and understands why she lied about having their affair. Tracy makes a few cracks to Monica about her affection towards Alan. Alan apologizes to Dawn about hearing an argument between him and Monica. Don't know what that means. Alan and Monica have a romantic moment outside on the 4th of July. Everyone loves fireworks. On July 5th, Alan and Monica toast each other. Tracy tries to get Ashton to distract Monica so she can talk to Alan, but it doesn't work. Tracy tells Alan that Ned will take over ELQ in November. I mean, that's four months away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alan says, over his dead body. Party on the dock continues. All of poor Charles are watching the fireworks. Tracy tells Ashton that maybe Monica will distract Alan so Ned can win the contact contest alan and monica kiss and despite alan and monica's objections tracy gets the board gets on the board at general hospital alan loses his cool with avery wilson of wilson pharmaceuticals and tracy overhears them arguing alan tells monica about the wilson problem and he decides to leave for new york city to push wilson's products to nearby hospitals alan leaves for new york city monica lies to tracy and tells her she doesn't know anything about alan's business and Tracy tells Ashton he should try to cozy up to Monica while Alan is away. So she's trying to get her ex-husband, because that's Ned's dad, mm-hmm. Ashton. I don't know why they're not just saying Larry Ashton. I don't know either. But because his name's Larry. But I guess he did go by the last name Ashton. He did. Pretty frequently. Uh, she's trying to get her ex to seduce her son's lover. But mm-hmm. she doesn't know about and- the son. Not being truth. Her son's lover and her brother's wife. That's just a whole new level of ew. Yes. Okay, so in August, Alan arrives home from New York and Tracy tries to con information out of Alan regarding his trip. Ned finds... No, Ned tries to find out any information on who owns Spoon Island. Monica and Gail arrive back at the Quartermain Mansion, and Monica tells Alan and Tracy that she really likes Windermere because it reminds her of the orphanage she grew up in in St. Louis. That sounds very odd. Tracy is determined to find out what is going on with Alan and Jordan Pharmaceuticals. Tracy wants Ashton to do some research. Lucy tells Alan about Tracy's involvement in the sale of the tankers. 
PCPD arrives at Windermere and Tracy is taken downtown to be questioned. Alan and Monica confront Tracy and Scott tells Tracy the police have frozen her bank accounts. Alan tells Monica he is moving the thermostat. Sure. Thermostat lab from Vermont to PC. Alan taunting Tracy. Lila has had enough of their bickering. She wants a family dinner and they will be civil to each other or else. I love Lila. Mm-hmm. Lila invites Dawn to join them. Alan and Tracy are at each other's throats and Lila winds up leaving the table. Hmm. Lucy goes through Scott's desk to look for information on Tracy for Alan. Ashton and Tracy meet with the head of Jordan Pharmaceuticals to fast track their release of Dermistant. <laughs> Dermistant before Alan's company Wilson Pharmaceuticals does. Alan gives Lucy a bracelet for her help in giving him the scoop on Tracy. And Valerie returns to GH. Different Valerie. Yep. Another reused name. And then in September, Alan tells Monica he's leaving for Vermont to supervise the move of the Dermistat lab to Port Charles. Steve is concerned about Alan missing the board meeting. And Tracy claims she has not been able to reach him. Lucy overhears this and Lucy calls Alan and makes the play for his proxy at the board meeting. Uh-huh. She lies to him. Imagine that. And tells him that she can't find Monica anywhere. Alan agrees to give her his proxy, but she must vote against Tracy. Monica is livid when she finds out that Lucy has Alan's proxy for the board meeting vote. Tracy uses the fact that Lucy's duped Alan into her advantage and blackmails Lucy. Lucy has to vote with her now. Alan returns home. Monica is miffed that he gave his proxy to Lucy. Yeah, because why wouldn't you try a little harder to track me down? Mm-hmm. Tracy and Alan trade insults. Alan confronts Lucy about not finding Monica to give her his proxy and then voting with Lucy. She lies to him. Monica and Scott see them together. Tracy thinks Scott is jealous of Lucy's new friendship with Alan. Do you think? And she thinks they should team up to bring Alan down and make a lot of money in the process. Steve requests a meeting with Alan. Alan suggests to Steve that he resigns as assistant chief of staff. Steve is sorry to see him go. Tracy and Scott decide the only way to be Alan is to steal his research on Dermostat. Alan invites Lucy to dinner. Lucy sees Scott and Tracy at Dukes together and decides dinner with Alan is not such a good idea. Tracy and Scott think Walt may be just the one to infiltrate Alan's lab. In October, Alan and Tracy square off. Monica's angry that Alan is going to resign and Alan wants to meet with David for a meeting about his plans for general hospital fundraising. Tracy and Walt meet at the floating rib and she has a proposal for him. She wants him to steal the Dermastant formula. Great. I could say it when I was helping you, but not me. <laughs> she wants him to steal the Dermastant formula from Alan's lab, and he agrees to think about it. Lucy gets flowers from a secret admirer at GH. She thinks it's from Alan. She goes to the florist, but all she finds is the person is wealthy and influential. She leaves a thank you note at the florist for her admirer and then flirts with Alan. And he is a bit put off by this. Victor Jerome in jail gets the message that Lucy left with the florist that she thought he was she thought she was leaving for Alan. Lucy tries to invite Alan to dinner and she thinks that he is her admirer, but he declines. Scott tells Lucy that if she thinks Alan is her ticket to the Quartermain Mansion, she has a screw loose. <laughs> okay, Elena, you asked us a question? Yes. Here you go. <laughs> it seems that I can picture Scott saying this in the, you got a screw loose. Yeah. That's a horrible impression. <laughs> but you know where I'm going with this. you. Lucy is focused on Alan, and Scott tells her that he loves her. Alan and Monica fight about Lucy. Lucy gets a flower with a note to meet at the Quartermain Boathouse. Tracy and Scott argue about Lucy. A drifter shows up at the Quartermain Mansion looking for work at the boathouse. Lila sends him away as it is October. Yeah, October in New York. Yeah. We probably don't don't need a lot of outside work. Monica sees flowers in Lucy's office and assumes that they are from Alan. She finds a notepad of Lucy's doodles of Mrs. Quartermain. Monica confronts Alan about the flowers, and he denies an affair with Lucy. Lucy arrives at the Quartermain boathouse, but no no Alan, but Victor is waiting for her. He gives her a pendant with the word Vic, words Victor and Lucy on it and shows her a bag of raw diamonds. Ooh. She rejects him, and he swallows the pendant, choking to death. <laughs> hey, what happened? Could you... Ah. Uh, Okay. Alan and Monica argue again and he storms out of the mansion. Lucy finds Alan on the grounds and takes him back to the boathouse to help Victor, but they find Victor dead. 
Alan wants to call the police, but Lucy stops him and tells him about the pendant. Lucy snags the diamonds and hides them in the boathouse. She insists that Alan try to get the pendant. The police arrive at the Quartermains, and Lucy cons Alan into helping her after he can't get the pendant. They decide to hide the body. Bad move, guys. Lila tells Robert about the drifter that was looking for work, and the drifter sees Lucy move Victor's body. The police search the boathouse, and Alan hides Victor's body in the freezer. Guys, we literally just did the same thing. He is almost caught by Tracy and Ashton, and Lucy returns to the boathouse for the diamonds. Come on. They literally just did the same exact thing with Peter. Mm-hmm. And apparently it didn't work with Victor. Apparently <laughs> more than it was with Peter. are not a good source of hiding dead bodies. Or we all just need to learn to check to see if someone's actually dead a Correct. little more thoroughly. Yes. Even, again, another medical I was professional. Gonna, that's exactly what I was going to say. Dr. Quartermain, do you think you can correctly identify this? After moving Victor's body to his car, Alan calls Lucy because Victor Jerome does come back later guys yeah so anyway he wants to go to the police but she convinces him not to again oh my gosh this is liz and finn okay oh and then they got together yeah oh my gosh so finn and liz are the alan and lucy oh except for liz is not like lucy let's just throw that out there alan is monica suspicious of where alan was last night lucy hides the diamonds in her apartment and gail thinks that monica should make peace with alan alan meets lucy in a motel motel and they make love Oh, the cops question the drifter. He is Victor's ex-valet. Lucy and Alan dump Victor in the river. Okay, well, at least that made sense. Mm -hmm. And someone is watching them. The ex-valet. Lucy gives Alan a note she wrote to him before they got together. And Monica apologizes to Alan. She understands about Lucy. No way could he have an affair with Lucy. Oh, Why does that always happen on TV that the person goes, I'm sorry that I accused you of having this affair. And it's always the morning after the person finally does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alan and Lucy make out in a linen closet at the hospital. That's very unsanitary. Oh, <laughs> not that. If you're having an affair, maybe don't have it in hospital closets. Then Alan and Monica run into Lucy and Scott on the ferry over to the island. Alan and Lucy meet on the Aphrodite for a rendezvous. That's a very appropriately named, I'm assuming, a boat. Mm-hmm. And Victor washes ashore at the party. Ew. Alan and Lucy are almost caught by Monica. He covers and diverts her attention by suggesting that he got he go to the lab and that she wants to go with him. Alan and Monica go to the lab where Alan is sure someone has been trying to go through his files. He is right. Walt was there snooping for Tracy. Trying to divert him from talking business and missing files, Monica puts the moves on Alan in the lab. Now that's unsanitary. Mm-hmm. On October 30th, Alan and Monica arrive home to the mansion and she wants to take things upstairs, but he stalls. The PCPD arrive at the mansion to tell Alan and Monica that Victor is dead. A freaked out Alan uses this as an escape and tells Monica he has to go to GH to super- supervise the autopsy. He needs to get that pendant. Alan examines Victor, but is interrupted by Robert. The autopsy can wait until Walt arrives. Robert almost lets Alan start the autopsy, but Walt arrives just in time. Jimmy tells David he struck out with getting the cameo. Lucy and Alan, Lucy tells Alan he has to get the pendant. Alan is waiting with the cops for the autopsy results. Walt gives Anna and Sean the autopsy report on Victor. If he had an autopsy, how did he come back to life? Don't know. Tom tells Olivia Victor is dead. She is happy after what he did to her. Anna can't tell Alan and Lucy any of the autopsy results. Lucy freaks out, but Alan tells her he will get a copy of the report. Alan tells Lucy the pendant was not found on Victor. It must have fallen out when they dumped the body. Duh. In November, Alan and Monica gloat in front of Tracy and Ashton about almost being ready to bring Dermastat to the market. Tracy donates Alan and Monica's clothing to a rummage sale at GH. Alan meets Lucy at their motel and she seduces him. I feel like if he met her at the hotel, she didn't have to seduce him. Alan oversleeps with Lucy at the motel. He was out all night. How will he explain this to Monica? Lucy leaves a message for Scott apologizing. Olivia sneaks into GH to snoop in Lucy's office. Alan tells Monica he was at the lab all night. Olivia finds the keys to Scott's apartment in Lucy's office. Scott confronts Lucy with the pendant. She faints. Lucy begs him not to go to the police. 
She lies about Victor's notes and tells him she was just trying to protect him. Alan gets a call about the lab being broken into. The Quartermains have a family dinner minus Alan. Alan meets with Lucy for dinner and Alan arrives late to the Quartermain family dinner. He unveils the prototype for Dermostat for the Dermostat formula, now called InstaLift. Well, that sounds a lot more fun of a name. All the ladies get one. Lucy arrives at it's the It's not for that, Amanda. As Scott's date. <laughs> That's not what I was insinuating. <laughs> Especially since all the ladies you got one. Not yet. <laughs> oh, Shannon needs to get her mind out of the gutter. That was not me for once. Anyway, Monica, Tracy, Lila, and Gail all wake up with green faces after using the InstaLift. Alan is a dead man. Olivia is out snooping again in Lucy's office. She is almost caught. Alan wants Lucy to meet him at their new apartment, and Olivia overhears the address. With Alan AWOL, Monica and company head to GH to see a dermatologist about their green faces. Alan gives Lucy an apartment for their future rendezvous. Olivia is foiled by a realtor at Lucy's new apartment. Lucy turns off Alan's beeper so he never gets Monica's messages. I feel like that's very dangerous to do with a doctor. But that's also such a dated... Yeah. <laughs> like, I you see? can turn off your phone, but you're still going to get your messages when you turn it back on. Wouldn't they have done that with beepers, though? I don't know. I didn't have a beeper. I wasn't I don't cool. know either. I've never had one. So, um, Alan learns about everyone's green reaction to InstaLift. Walt helps Alan and Monica at the Dermostat lab. Scott tells Lucy about his partnership with Tracy and the plan to ruin Alan. Alan and Monica have dinner with Dawn at Duke's. Lucy denies to Scott an affair with Alan, but she has an apartment from him. Okay. And is sleeping with him. Um, Lucy gets that's a call. That's kind of the actual thing that's the affair. <laughs> Lucy gets a call saying that her office may have been broken into. Alan accuses Ned of conspiring with Tracy. Lucy tries to persuade Scott to back out of the deal with Tracy. Ned confronts Tracy about conspiring to cheat at the ELQ contest. <gasps> Alan tries to explain to Monica why the contest means so much to him. Alan blows off Lucy. Bad idea, dude. Alan and Tracy taunt each other over the ELQ contest. Tracy thinks Lucy squealed to Alan about the scheme. Alan tells Monica and Ned that he is taking legal action against them for industry espionage. Alan halts the ELQ contest until an investigation into the formula stealing can be completed. Monica sees Alan leave Lucy's office. She and Lucy argue and she tells Lucy to stay away from Alan. And then in December, Lila tries to reason with Alan about the upcoming board meeting where he plans on telling the board about Monica and Ned's industrial espionage. Tracy thinks the board will appoint her ELQ CEO after Alan and Ned alienate each other. Tracy always like silver lining. I'm going to get what I want. Right. Lucy reads Walt's note to Tracy and, and instead puts Monica's name on the envelope and puts it in Alan's mail at GH. Alan brings Ned and Monica before the ELQ board. Lila interrupts the meeting. Tracy and Alan will share presidency and Ned is the treasurer. Alan is not too happy about that. Alan tries to apologize to Monica, but she is not willing to forgive and forget. Scott wants Lucy to lean on Alan to get him a legal counsel spot on the ELQ board. Scott tells Lucy she has until January 1st to convince Alan about the counsel spot. And then he tells her he knows about her and Alan. Lucy presses Alan to get divorced and they make love. He tells her he will not be asking for a divorce with Christmas coming. And Lucy suggests Scott to Alan for ELQ counsel. Lucy gets a present from Alan at GH, but he blows her off for Christmas. Scott stops by with a gift for Lucy, some lingerie. Then they work on their scheme to get Alan to give him a job at ELQ by having her seduce him. Alan and Monica are arguing about why she doesn't want to go to the party. I'm assuming a Christmas party. Alan denies to Monica that he is sleeping with Lucy. I guess by putting it in present tense, he can be honest about that, right? Because he's not currently sleeping with her. Sure. <laughs> Still wrong. She gets angry with him and slaps him to wish him a happy new year. Lucy has succeeded in seducing Alan and is drinking in bed together. Ugh. Lucy continues with her her and Scott's scheme to get Alan to make Scott chief of counsel for ELQ. Lucy parades in some lingerie Alan has bought for her and continues pressing him about Scott. Lucy bails on Alan when Scott 
calls. Dun, dun, dun. And that's how we end the 80s of Alan with Lucy Co trying to get her mitts on him while playing both Alan and Scotty. All of this helps make sense of all of the 90s stuff that I already went over so much more. So, <sighs> so we did it. Good job. We finished the 80s in four weeks. Thank you for hanging in there. This has been fun, though. It has been fun, and we hope you enjoyed it. And I promise at some point in time, he does get good. It won't be he at does. least for the beginning We've 90s, though. some of it starting to peek through. Oh, very, yeah, very, very Some of it has clouded over. Some of it. <laughs> Use your magnifying glass, kids, <laughs> and you can see it's there. It's like right when he's on the precipice, he's like, yeah, no, more fun being a slime ball. Yeah. But, yes. We will get into 90s Alan very soon. If there is anything that we missed from the 1980s, please, 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 please email us at peer54podcast, peer54podcast at gmail.com. We would love to have anything that we missed or just further. Especially if there are redeeming qualities of Alan that we missed somewhere. Please tell us something else he did good. Yes. And join us on Monday as we talk about this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at pier54podcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.